that target buck that I was talking about. You want that one? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll drink it. Uh, that one I was texting you about. Uh, as I was freaking leaving last night, going down the drive, he crossed right in front of me. You bastard. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. That happened at the Bickle Farm whenever uh, Dad would come pick me up. I'd be like hiding in the brush, <laughs> waiting for cars to drive by. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Mm -hmm. We did that a few times. <laughs> That's setting up the stand and you ended up burning home. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was probably my best mile time. Yeah, you did good. <laughs> I was gone. We thought it was the police or something. It's just Dad cruising around with yeah. the wheeler. <laughs> but, uh, where was I going with that? Oh. Yeah, whenever dad would pick me up, we'd be driving back towards the house down the hill, and the buck that I was looking for would cross the road, like, hit three or four times. Is that the one he ended up shooting? Or is mm -hmm. that That's the baby brother. Oh. The one, the one that he shot, I had seen three times in a row, and was hoping the next time I hunted, it would get closer, because it would stay at, like, 50 yards, and it would walk through the real thick brush every time. Yeah. So... The one day that I didn't get to hunt and he was off work, he hunted in the morning and I was always up in the evenings after school. And he would, uh, he'd sneak out in the stand even though I had permission to hunt the <laughs> neighbor's property. That's how that works. Sure enough, second time he went out there, he whacked it. <laughs> but I was happy somebody got it. Better than nobody getting it, I guess. Right, yeah. That, and that's how I am with our deer, too. Like, well, first of all, it's not even my farm, but like, yeah. still, I'm like, if that comes in front of you, you better for it shoot it. Like, yeah. Better than the neighbor getting it. Yeah. Fix that kind of leaning sideways. I've never used this before, so. The tripod? Yeah. Not with, like, the phone on it doing a mm -hmm. podcast or anything. But I've used it, like, taking videos of me, like, setting hook fish and stuff yeah. like that. I need to get my, I need to get a laptop, which I know you said you edit off your phone, but I am not good at that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's I like. Screen. Yeah, you gotta be real careful with it because you'll like slide too far on something or it's not the easiest. But I just like like that's the same reason I'm recording off that right now, is just because it's right there. I don't have to transfer anything over. Mm -hmm. I can just no extra files or anything because like that computer ended up getting full like within my first month of doing all really? this. Yes, I did. Of course it had a bunch of other junk on it, but I had to clear it all off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too knowledgeable on computers and apparently I was trying to download uh, this update for my welder and it turned out that I downloaded it like four or five times and it was a massive file and Megan went to go do something for school on her computer and it was just completely full of shit. <laughs> what the fuck did you download? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I got the Chinese manual. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah, every freaking language. Yeah, 30 different <clears throat> languages. That's hilarious. That same one you had we bought together. Mm -hmm. I ended up selling mine. Did you? Yeah, I just collecting dust. Yeah. I would make like a tool here and there with it. But yeah. yeah. It's more, that'd be more something you need if you're constantly working in the shop, like in one location, whether it be building vehicles or flipping vehicles, whatever. But right. Which, yeah. When I bought it, I was doing all that. Yeah. I mean, it came in handy a few times, I'm sure. Yeah. And what the hell, you got a good deal on it. <laughs> yeah, and I got my money back out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought about selling mine, but. I listed it for like a week and nobody was serious about it. So I just took it back off. Yeah. I think I think I still am gonna purchase a TIG welder for aluminum, but I got an idea. 
things I want to spend money on that I can't. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I need to go in the opposite direction and start making more money, not spending more money. Yeah, I mean, sometimes one comes before the other, depending, like, something like that. Yeah. You gotta have the equipment to make money with them. Yeah. I was kind of hoping to start doing fab projects, and then whenever the time comes, just go ahead and spend the money on the welder. Yeah. But because I don't want to spend the money and then it sit around like my other one has for the past few years. So it's like, right. I'm just going to hold off till I need it. Yeah. But then, of course, it'll probably be delayed in shipping. Yeah. Or out of stock, won't be able to find it. It's yeah. Something ignorant. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm uh, surprised. I was expecting to see the, uh, is it Toyota? Yeah. I was expecting to see that roll up. Freaking gas prices. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, only reason I drive my truck around, like if I'm going over to Andrew's house or obviously go to see you or something, it's like my, my license plate is out, so oh, I don't want to drive it around in the daylight, really. That's funny you say that, because in the last week, like three different people have told me their tags expired. Yeah. <laughs> well, it needs a windshield, and like I just haven't made the time to go get a windshield for the next. Right. So it's fine whenever I'm leaving at 4.30 in the morning and just cruising 80 miles an hour all the way down 70 to St. Louis. Like, nobody's going to stop me there. Right. But if I go driving around in daylight, people are going to notice it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, you just have freaking Safelight come and do it while you're while it's in the work parking lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't know any companies I haven't looked into or nothing. I need to. I know there's a glass place in Troy. I thought about just dropping it off there. Yeah. Hell, I, I'm able to get my dent. Pulled out of my truck for free, but I still haven't made time to do that either. You have a bed in your truck? On the bedside. I don't know what happened to it, but whenever I was building the house, I went to go throw something in the back of the bed and saw it. I'm like, damn, first dent. Hmm. The big one? or Not really. It's kind of small, but it had a scuff and everything in it, so that's the only way you could tell. Yeah. But it's right in the middle of the bedside, so it's pretty noticeable. That's a, that happened in my dad's truck, too. I got in a parking lot somewhere or something. Same thing, went to put something in the bed of the truck, and I think he's like, oh, hey, that's nice. Did I tell you I hit a deer with my truck? No. Yeah, going out to Megan's parents off the double A. Uh, it was like, it was like five o'clock, it was still broad daylight. Yeah. And I was cruising, like, speed limit's 45, I was probably going like 50, 55. And no vision of the deer whatsoever beforehand. It just jumps out of the cornfield and lands right in front of my truck. Like, I don't even know if it hit the ground before my truck hit. <laughs> So there's no way to avoid it. I mean, right. The, the damn thing slid like 100 feet. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was a doe? Yeah. Yeah. All it did was put a little dent in my bumper, though. Really? Yeah, nothing broke, really. I'm surprised. Like, my dad's truck's like beer can freaking. Really? Yeah, anything you do puts a dent in that thing. Bumpers are solid, but I can, yeah. I can attest to the rest of the truck being a little weak, I guess. Like the lights in the bed something slipped backwards and cracked one of those lenses like the first week I had it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I remember the other day I did another mess up. I have a bunch of retaining wall blocks in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And I thought I moved all of them because I was putting a boat behind the house because I wanted to get out of the garage. And I felt like the truck moved up a little bit, but I was on a crazy angle right. so I didn't think anything of it the suspension just soaked up the whole block I guess I ran two or three of them over and one of them flipped <laughs> up into the bedside and scratched it I was like son of a bitch I can't keep anything nice <laughs> no 
I'm hard on everything, I feel like. Yeah, me too. Yeah, my uh, dad actually, I think it was either last week or the week before, they were, my sister got engaged, and so they were going to like check out a wedding venue, and I think it was Branson. So they started heading down there, like court got light or whatever, and 70 miles an hour down the highway, smoked a freaking dough. He like saw it coming, but there. I think he said there was someone in the other lane, so he's like, I'm just gonna have to eat it. Yeah. It totaled her car. She just had to get another one. Oh shit. Yeah. I got smoked one last night. I mean, they're they were everywhere. Like, yeah. Saw that one, and then maybe a mile down the road, there were three does. Those are the ones I almost hit because they just stood there right in the middle of the road. <laughs> and I ended up seeing another big buck that he looked like he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Just he ran up towards the road, then ran back down, and like. Did some circles and shit. I don't know if he hadn't seen headlights much. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think the rut's kicking off, that's for sure. That, I wasn't too sure until I saw, like, all three of those bucks were, like, at least four of those bucks. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it is, too. Well, I, I went on the bike ride to that conservation area I was telling you about, and I thought it was a joke at first. Like I thought maybe somebody was making fake scrapes and rubs, mm -hmm. so that way people would be drawn to that. Because I mean, I would do that if I wanted people to stay away from my area. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just automatically what my head went to. I just had no doubt about that, that that's what it was. But I was riding trails where nobody else would be going. Like like up this side, the up the side of this ridge where supposedly it's a mountain bike trail, but I could barely walk up it. Right. And there's rubs and scrapes along that. I'm like, okay, nobody's doing that along here. And so I realized that the, they're real. And the like the trail sign that says like to parking lot BB North, mm -hmm. it had a scrape on it, or a rub, <laughs> I guess you could say, on the sign. That's awesome. So I think that was legit because I mean, it had the shavings at the bottom and everything like what you'd see. And yeah. uh, somebody did that, they did a good job. I've seen videos of deer doing that before in parks. Yeah. Most of them are cedar or something like that. Yeah, shit they like anyways. Huh. I wonder if there's any type of knowledge on why they choose certain trees or if it's just this, like the size or the obviously the placement they want to mark their like route or whatever you want to call it. But right. I wonder if there's a certain reason they choose certain trees. I'm sure there is. Especially for like like I don't know scrapes might be a little different, but like rubs. If, up at our farm, it's almost always cedars. Really? That's, yeah, that's why that mock scrape we ended up doing the cedar. Back when we had the 40 acres up north, that that kind of rings a bell because cedars were always rubbed there. I mean, that place was full of cedars, but right. they I remember seeing a lot of them that were, they look, look kind of like somebody trimmed them. It's just perfectly at the height where then the cedar tree starts again, but everything's rubbed off. Right. They're down. Which, there's a tree too that kind of looks like that, that like naturally does that for some reason. I don't know if it like sheds a layer or what it is, but those always confuse me too. That I don't know if it's them or not, but they're a similar looking tree. Hmm. But we hardly ever see any on like, other than like cedar's probably the biggest tree that they'll do it on, otherwise it's just like little yeah. saplings and stuff. But yeah, they're, they started making several scrapes around our field edges and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to go walk that conservation area because there's some hefty looking tracks out there. Sweet. Like, stupid big for a conservation area. That's awesome. I plan on doing a hunt there, or at least a few hunts, late season after rifle season. Yeah. So hopefully they're not all ran out of there, it might be. Yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to have a lot of time off. And that, like, 
December like season there and so oh, really? work. So, yeah, well but that's on the moment. I'm like really well on vacation, so yeah. I have to do one of those days. <laughs> I haven't been all year. I spent the first two years saving up vacation. Same. And then the house came along and I used up all of it working on the house and then this year I've amassed a total of like four days off. Yeah. Yeah. So are you still doing the are you doing the diet that is just the animal diet? Yeah, the animal diet thing. Yeah. So I tried it for a couple of days, but that's a little intense for me. Yeah. Well, that's why I said like slow, like ease your way into it, because like that's the biggest thing is it's got to be sustainable. Yeah. So if it, it's cutting out one thing at a time, like like yeah. I mean, that's just what you got to do. I mean, it's kind of what I did. It kind of like I was still eating some vegetables and stuff, and it transitioned into like keto, and then. It was like carnivore, and then I had the issues with that, and then I turned into this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried it for like a couple of days, and I'm like, holy crap, I do not feel good at all. So, yeah. I, I. Were you still eating fruit and stuff too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I did like hard boiled eggs for snacks and fruit and stuff, but I still was missing some stuff that I needed kind of to stay awake. <laughs> yeah. That's what, so like people that go like straight. Like cut out pretty much everything. Just do like the meat, cheese, and eggs type mm -hmm. deal. They get like a keto flu, mm -hmm. and yeah, it, your body it's bad. Like that's, I'm surprised you put up my ass when we went on that Bass Pro fishing tournament <laughs> because like you feel like dog crap. Oh yeah. Like no energy and yeah, just everything freaking irritates you. Like I picked it. <laughs> thinking back on it, I mean, I was thinking of this the other day when I asked you to do this. I was like, man, like. That's a good friend putting up with my ass because I know I was probably crabby as fuck when we did this <laughs> because I felt awful. But no, you weren't. You weren't like noticeably crabby or anything. Yeah, I I did not feel good though. I know. <laughs> yeah, I can understand now. And then it eventually caught up to me really bad. Maybe maybe that's what's going on since I cut out so much crap so oh, fast. Oh, it's a huge I, adjustment. I've been really irritable lately. <laughs> yeah, like that missing my hunt this morning. I was just so mad. Like I, I even on the way here, I was just still so mad. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like, yeah. Just chemicals and hormones and <clears throat> everything's changing. So what are you what are you eating now? Right now, the probably the worst thing that I've added in or added back in or whatever would be like tortillas. Yeah. But I, I do tend to like my burritos. But I've been making a lot of like deer meat tacos and stuff. So sweet. Yeah, I mean, I obviously. With doing 75 part, I'm not drinking anything but water, which is a huge adjustment for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that alone is probably a good a good thing to be working on. But yeah, yeah. Then just no junk food, no potato chips, no bread, shit like that. Um, no fried foods, and if there's like breading on anything, obviously avoiding that. Which I don't know much about diets at all. I just haven't done any research. Probably should, but I haven't. Yeah, but. I mean, you kind of know what things are good and what things are bad. Right, yeah. Generally sticking to like whole foods and yeah. pretty much good from there. Yeah. Like we were we were just out of town on a job yesterday. Yeah, I came back yesterday. And the night before, we went out to this bar to grill. And I was like, oh, surely there'll be something decent. The only deep thing that I found that I could eat was it was grilled chicken. And it came with a potato, so obviously I couldn't eat the big greasy potato with a pound of cheese on it. Right. But 
uh, that and then a salad. And the salad was very weird. It had like, it was mostly broccoli and cauliflower. I was like, mm. that's not what I wanted at all. No. I wanted a salad, like something light, easy to eat. That was just, yeah, it's like, it was a very bad experience. I left the restaurant hungry and I was so mad too. I was like, man, I just worked 11, 12 hours today and I came home or came back to the hotel still feeling hungry after going to dinner. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but then thanks to society, I'm surrounded by all the fast food chains around me and nothing healthy to eat whatsoever. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's harder to find stuff that's actually good for you. Yeah. That's why, like, I know everyone should, like, have the right to make their own choices and stuff like that, but, like, there are all, there almost ought to be some laws against some of this stuff because 90% of the food around us is poison. Oh, and on purpose, too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, I don't... They definitely make it hard to be a healthier person. Yeah, I mean, that's intentional. Yeah. I mean, you must make it for sellers. Yeah. yeah. They do that for a reason. They want you dumb, broke, fat, and yeah. lazy. Which I was definitely on my way through that trap, especially working through the house and stuff. Like, yeah, I lost a bunch of weight, but I don't think it was healthy weight to lose. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm glad I lost the weight, but, like, I was still eating fast food, like, almost every day. Just stress and physical activity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Calorie burn. Just yeah. Quite that's, increase. That's all that was. And now I'm so used to not making time to, like, actually cook or meal prep on Sundays, stuff like that. Right. Like, whenever I do, like, this past week, I didn't meal prep. And it was a struggle to get healthy food. Like, there was, I missed more meals probably than what I ate. Yeah. Just because I'd be like, well, I'm not going to eat if I can't eat healthy. So I'm like, I guess I won't eat. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Like, when we, we've gone to Tennessee and Florida and stuff, like, it's, like, very selective. <clears throat> We tr luckily down south there's like a waffle house everywhere and you yeah. just get sausage bacon and a plain ass burger and yeah. or eggs or whatever but we've been able to do that and i just bring all my own fruit but like yeah. if they didn't have that dude you're not gonna wait 30 minutes for them to make a steak when you're trying to get somewhere like, yeah, yeah exactly it's tough yeah I, like i just found like that like like a lot of times for like snacks and stuff, I'll take like jerky or like mm -hmm. these. Like you can only do that for so long. Yeah. You get real tired of the like semi fake food. <laughs> like, yeah. Just yeah. like a real meal. Yeah, I was, I was not looking forward to. Uh, I was not looking forward to having the meal prep this weekend, but I have to. Like, there's just no way I cannot do that again. Yeah. I noticed now too, like. If I don't eat like my usual time, if I start getting like, I don't know, like my head kind of starts to hurt and stuff yeah. like that. I don't, I don't know, my body's just like programmed to stay on that schedule or what. But yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like being hungry. No. <laughs> so I've tried to lose like, I think I put on like a few pounds of muscle and stuff. I'm trying to like cut back down a little bit again. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because like I don't like being hungry. <laughs> like, no. My metabolism's so fast now. I finally got like healthy and fixed. That yeah. It's like nope. We just want fuel to sustain. Yeah. Calorie deficit is not for us. Yeah. Like even whenever I was eating unhealthy before from the house, like I guess my stomach had shrank. I guess that's a thing. I don't know the science behind yeah. that. But I was just so used to not eating hardly anything. Like I would go from I would eat at eleven o'clock get off work at 4 30 get back to either Troy or Warrington at 5 30 to 6 and then go out to the house and work until like 9 o'clock yeah. and then I wouldn't eat until 
that like nine o'clock mark where I stop through town, get something, then I go straight home, go to bed, and right. do it all over again. Yeah, I mean, that's probably how you lost so much weight, because your body was just burning off stores that you had. Yeah. yeah. That's what, when I first started, that that's basically like how I lost all the weight. It's like, I just had like no appetite. Yeah. So then I just, I'd eat like 1200 calories a day or something, like it was no food at all. But I just yeah. wasn't hungry, because like, I had 60 pounds of the shit strapped to me all the time. Yeah. My body knew. Did you hear that episode? I can't remember if it was a recent one or if it was an MFCEO because I'm going back through Me it. too, yeah. So, did you listen to the one where he's talking about how he went back to the same hill that he did his outdoor workout on every day and strapped on the weight that he had lost? Oh, that's all. I need to do that. I, I was gonna, I've been wanting to talk to you about that because that would be such a cool thing to try. Yeah. Because, like, for me, I, I got 40 pounds that I have to be carrying, which is quite a bit. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know if I told you, but when I first like decided I wanted to get in shape, it was like, I think it was like May of last year. Mm -hmm. After I graduated college, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I knew nothing about any of this then. I was yeah. just like, I need to go run and eat less and all that. And so, uh, the hill, the lake here, mm -hmm. um, in the state park. Yeah. I said I was gonna run up that, and I got to this. I made it to the top, but like I couldn't walk back to my truck. I vomited all over the place, and an Holy officer shit. had to drive me back to my no truck. Way. Yeah. Damn. I didn't and so that <laughs> that's what like my buddy Dylan and stuff is telling me. Like I need to run back up that, and, like video it and whatnot yeah. now. But that'd be cool to do. Like strap the weight to me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I got a hill that'll kick your ass probably still, even if you are in good cardio. <laughs> oh, I have no cardio now. <laughs> but that hill that I was, that I rode down at that conservation area that goes down in the valley, it's like, I, it's every bit of two or 300 foot, which is a lot for us in Missouri. I mean, yeah. you hear of people running or mountain biking thousands of feet in elevation, but right. that ain't us. No. <laughs> and this hill, I made it up and I had to stop twice throughout the hill mountain biking it up in like the lowest gear too. And like it was it was so steep whenever I was pedaling I had to balance between far enough back to get traction and far enough forward that the front tire wasn't too far off the ground because every time I would pedal the front end or the front tire was off the ground. Wow. That's pretty steep. Yeah. So that that hill will kick your ass. I don't care who you are. Yeah. And it's just steep. And it's all rocks like that too. So oh, yeah. on a bike you're trying to swerve around that and all that. Right. And it's not like you got you only have one option to fall too because the other side's like super straight down yeah. it looks like something that you'd see in colorado like no no joke at all it was it's a cool cool view and everything but yeah it's no joke what's the hardest part for you of the program honestly and there's a couple things that just really eat at me but i know it's just tests and it's the whole program. <laughs> but, um, not that I don't like it, but the gallon of water I struggle with. I don't know why. I just, I'm not one to drink a bunch of liquid. No matter what it is, I just don't drink a lot. Yeah. So I'm always, I always have to chug 32 ounces at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night every right. time. I oh. never get it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what it's like to not chug water right before bed. Oh my God. <laughs> You're like, gotta wake up and piss. <laughs> No, but I'm I'm taking a piss for a solid five minutes every morning. <laughs> I woke up a few times at like three o'clock in the morning, but if I get up at four, I'm like, yeah. well, I'll just be ready for the day. Jeez. Yeah, I can't even drink eight ounces without having to, without having to go in like 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, see, I, always, that. I always thought I had a problem with that because like 
my dad, of course, it's caffeine, but whenever he drinks coffee on like a road trip, let's say it's a three hour road trip, we're stopping two or three times. Yeah, it's a diuretic, that's why. Yeah, but it's every time. So it finally got to the point where I told him, like, you're not allowed to drink coffee on road trips. Like, if you're tired, go in the backseat. I'm driving because yeah. I'm tired of stopping. Jeez. But yeah, well, I mean, water, I seem to hold it fairly well. I mean, most of the most of the time during the workday, it's a lot easier to maintain that because you're on the same schedule. But like today, I'm way behind. It's my first cup of water. Oh jeez. Well, yeah. we got a whole case. <laughs> so start slamming. But yeah, I, I would have to be real conscious about that too because of like just my schedule and stuff. I would have to try and get four of them in before noon, and I do the last four. Mm-hmm. And I have all afternoon. But I would just focus because like those first four were the hardest. Then after that, like I had more of the day because I usually stay up pretty late. To, yeah get a man but yeah that, between that and I guess I could say the diet's probably the biggest pain in the ass for me yeah it's stuff you have no yeah new yeah yeah, yeah it's completely you all of this is new for me like <laughs> yeah. the workouts are fine like I'm not afraid to burn some calories like that's all I that's all I do that's what I enjoy I guess but right yeah the staying up and having to either cook and that burns and hour or so in your evening and then staying up and drinking water because that just passes passes me by i mean you're hydrated from the day before so like i don't feel like i need to drink any water at all i could probably go two days without hardly drinking anything i'd be perfectly fine now (laughs) i think back now like i'm often think about like how the hell did i survive because like i'd go to school and stuff i'd be lucky to drink like maybe a half bottle of water a day yeah for like a Gatorade or something yeah that's I mean, that's how I worked I mean Dear God. and like my dad and brother I, I wish I could get through them about soda and stuff but yeah the, all they drink is Mountain Dew oh jeez. it's terrible and then they always complain about being sore or not feeling good and crap like that I'm like all the, I know how to fix all your problems right here but you're not gonna do it dude it is so hard to get people to listen like yeah yeah I I mean, granted, I've helped a lot of people, like, lose weight and get healthier and stuff like that, but, like, even then, like, there's still a majority of the people who are, like, don't believe you or tell you. Yeah. I don't know if they're justifying their actions to themselves or what. It's frustrating to me sometimes because, like, like you said, it's basically, like, here's the cheat code. Like, yeah, yeah. Unlock the health. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that goes back to another, another issue that I had recently, or not recently, but... A few years ago, you you can't force anybody to do anything. They have to make the choice themselves, and that's the hardest right. part. Is like you can throw out little hints, but then they catch on to it and get pissed off that you're hitting that they're not doing the right thing. But like, you know exactly how to fix all the problems, but they're not going to do it unless they want to do it. Right. So like the people I most cared about, Stacy, my mom, my dad, and like I just went to them. I'm like, uh, I care about you and I care about your health so like I would appreciate if you tried this stuff or at least some of these things to like yeah. because yeah it's like the same thing like I at least felt like if I did that then they would it would be a little easier to like yeah. kind of get the message over yeah you can't be harsh with it but like I I mean Megan's fairly healthy actually but um she likes soda and like I tried to throw hints out there but then she takes offense to it of course yeah so it's like I don't I don't know how to get across to her that I would really like her to do this kind of stuff with me mainly because I feel pretty alone whenever I'm the only one that's not eating right. whatever food I want and drinking but then again that's a that's a personal thing that's that's my one it's not hers so 
Right. She'll she'll eventually become tired of it, I'm sure. Which she doesn't drink it like every day, but almost every time I stop at a gas station to get fuel or if I need to get a water, it's like, hey, grab me a soda. I'm like, I wanna I wanna say something, but it's like that's that's on her. I mean, she's gonna she's gonna make that decision when she wants to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Like, uh, I just know like as a whole, like my dad quit smoking, uh, oh, wow. but he still kind of like eats like crap. Uh, my mom's lost like forty pounds. Stacy's lost a bunch of weight. Like we're all healthier, feel but not as much inflammation or soreness stuff yeah. like that. But like they get the big picture. So like if they do that stuff every now and then, like it. One, I'm like very focused on what's going on with me. Yeah. Like you can do whatever you want with your life but like at the same time I'm like they're at least being intentional in these other areas that like that's really not that big of a deal yeah like as much as i want them to not do that stuff and i'm i'm a little extreme on it too not the most extreme but like yeah dude i felt like crap for probably 10 years honestly like yeah my childhood i was always hurt mm -hmm. i fat sick like felt like crap like i just that's why i'm so like adamant about stuff now is because yeah. i just don't want to live that again yeah. Like, I went and hung out with uh, uh, Corey and his, uh, well, I guess, wife now. Isn't that weird to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I texted him the other day, asking about what gun she had, and I was like, uh, I said, does your wife have this gun? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're like, do you want any alcohol or anything? And they're like, man, you don't ever just want to, like, I don't know, like, kind of take a break or whatever and like have a good time with them. Like, it's not so much that, just like I felt so bad for so long that like I just never want to feel any slight amount of that again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the no alcohol as part of the 75 hard is a great thing. Like it doesn't really affect me. Like I can go months without drinking and not give a shit. Like I don't, that's not a problem for me. Yeah. I just don't truly, I don't enjoy it first of all. But then, second of all, I've also seen it ruin many people's lives. Yeah, many, so. many lives around me. So it's like in lives too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely a thing. Yeah, and especially uh, whenever I got back from welding school and was around like all the people partying and all that, like I I saw so many people drinking and driving and just doing absolutely dumb stuff, ruining friendships, yeah. all of it, all just over alcohol. I mean, yep, it's dumb. Yeah. And there are literally zero health benefits to alcohol. No, yeah, there's yeah. nothing. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's like another thing we were saying. Like, yeah, people can make their own choices, but like, I don't know. I've never been real fond of it, but like, why is there not more legislation on that stuff too and whatnot? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like, because like, there would be benefits to like legalizing a lot of drugs and shit. But yeah. like, if it, the requirements where it just had to be at your residence, like behind closed doors, and you couldn't come out. Yeah, you'd probably be alright then. But oh, yeah. when you go out in the public, and like you said, you're at a bar or whatever, and driving home, and yeah. putting everyone else at risk, getting in fights, shit like that. I mean, everybody that goes to a bar, unless they live close enough to walk, they're all put in the situation of choosing to either call somebody and be, be an inconvenience for them, which obviously people don't mind. If you call. Right. Most people around you are going to come pick you up, right. but you don't. You hate doing that to people. But if you go to a bar, you're going to be put in that situation, make that choice of, yeah. do I drink and drive? Even if it's a couple, you're still not as sharp as what you are. I don't care what anybody says. But 
Yeah, I, some people aren't even in the state either to like make that call. Like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, no, no yeah. absolutely. That's the worst part about it. Like you're using your own sound judgment, and your own sound judgment is yeah. interfered with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not preaching or nothing. I've definitely had a couple beers and drove to a friend's house or something, but it's never been something where I'm like trashed. I'm like, oh, I'm, I can drive. Like I've never felt that in my life. Like I just. I know and I've seen too many people ruin their lives over stuff like that to even accept that as an option. Right. Well, uh, I guess to kind of make a little more positive um, turn out of that, did you end up getting your boat out in one of the years? No. no? <laughs> I think I've taken it out like maybe two or three times. Yeah, I think I took mine out three or four. I bash fish once and then it broke down and then I catfished like three times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, well, I was going to be able to take it down for a day trip below the dam and I was really excited about that. But my part that I had to order for the ship linkage, I think I told you about yeah. that. The, the guys at Lewis Boats were awesome with that. I mean, like I called probably five or six different shops and they were all kind of smart asses or acting like they didn't know what I was talking about because I didn't know the specific name of the part. Mm -hmm. I just told them like it's a, the plastic rail and the ship linkage yeah. and they're super friendly about it and got me it. I mean it was only four days later from when I ordered it right. and they had to ship them from Wisconsin but yeah. That's awesome. yeah I got that fixed even though it was Monday after I had already went fishing but yeah, yeah I, I think I did I did take it down there by myself like two or three weekends after that, but I mean, I caught maybe four or five white bass and that was about it. I think I did hook up to another uh, another spoonbill. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because awesome. it, it pulled me like, you know, below the dam where it's where everybody fishes and then like if you're looking, dam's at your back. Everybody fishes over here and then there's like the campground that got shut down over there. Right. It took me all the way across the dam, like that oh, whole wow. stretch of water. That's awesome. Yeah, and I ended up fighting it back, got fairly close to the boat, but then it just slipped off because I mean, I think it was just hooked around its bill because every every fish that I've caught, every spoonbill that I've caught like that, the hook just gets hooked around the bill. It's not in them; it's just around it, and then they wrap up. Oh, how big was it? I I have no idea. Oh, I never saw it. It just it never really fought. It just swam away, pulling my drag, and I tied up the drag. It's just still swimming away. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like hooking on to, if you could imagine a rock tumbling down the river. Right. <laughs> it's just steadily pulling you away. <laughs> it was weird. I would like to get into snagging some of those, though. Yeah, I saw there's like a guide service. Uh, I think they're called STL Catfishing, but then they go to the Ozarks like during all the months of the season and whatnot and do that. And some of the fish are freaking huge, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've caught or accidentally snagged right below the dam, I've caught probably four or five of them, and a few of them were 35 plus pounds. Wow. On a crappie rod. Have you ever eaten it? I just wonder if it's any good or not. I've heard it's really good, and it's a good good way to stuff your freezer too, because it's so much. Right. It's just like catching those big blue cats. I didn't snap a crappie rod. <laughs> oh, I had the drag set way low. Because oh. I was anticipating like a hybrid white bass or something to hook right. up and be I've done that before where you got to fight them for 10 minutes and yeah. then the one big one that I had on, uh, I fought it for 10 minutes and as soon as I was about to lift it up towards the boat where I could actually see it, the hook straightened out because oh. it was just a crappie jig. And right. Now, ever since then, I've had 
it in my mind that I can't use cheap hooks. Yeah. I mean, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I made, I bought like a cheap little swim bait, uh, like a, oh, what do you call it? Like a jointed hard body swim bait. And dude, I caught so many bass on that damn thing, but like, that was like my biggest problem with it too, it just had cheap ass hooks on it. So yeah. I'm real anal about that now too. Yeah, I really ought to go through all my crankbaits and jerkbaits and stuff and replace the hooks, but. Yeah, they take forever. <laughs> yeah. I did it on a couple boxes whenever I first had like maybe two or three boxes of hard baits. Yeah. But now I, I've got probably a dozen boxes full of hard baits and I don't want to go through that. <laughs> That's a winter project. Yeah. I noticed now that I have to be really selective with my time, I just put things into the winter project category. There you go. And I only work on things that are outside for the good weather. And so this is going to be a busy winter, I think. Yeah. Because I have an endless amount of things. You spend a bunch of like house projects and stuff too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fun. The, the not fun ones too. Oh, that have been intentionally put off yeah. by this long? Yeah, those are deep in the winter category. Yeah. <laughs> like, like taping, mudding and taping, I have no desire to do that whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm not good at it either. I tried it. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no clue about drywall. <laughs> no, I don't want to have any clue either. Did your uh, parents finish their house? They're still doing little stuff too. They finished it, but their garage is a mess. Well, they had it cleaned out, and then Kaylee put a bunch of her stuff in there, so oh. it's full again. That's but nice. They they really ought to just build another shop next to where they're at because I mean they don't have hardly any storage room whatsoever. Like, really. It's a, it's a shouse on a slab, and half of it's garage, which is all their storage. Yeah. And the inside, you obviously can't store much because it's two bedrooms, two bathrooms. I mean, right. not much you can do with that. Has your dad been deer hunting any? Yeah, I think he's been hunting quite a bit. He's he's really happy having 34 acres out his back door. I bet. <laughs> That's a new thing for him, and he's yeah. loving it. Yeah, I think he had, I think he had either missed Missed a deer or couldn't find a deer. I can't remember which one it was, but sweet. At least seeing some stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's he's seen some stuff. Um, I think Dalton's gonna be rifle hunting out there this year. I think my sister will be too. But that's that's four people on under forty acres. I'm gonna yeah. give them space. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, they say if they end up having any luck with that mineral or not. Um. I think my dad put some out. He didn't put a camera on it, but he has a some some type of mineral rock, and he said they were leaning more towards that. Oh really? But that's probably because it's a one of those real scented ones, I guess you could say. I got you. But yeah, I think the the rock had a little bit more interest in it, but that's because they were already going to that and it was already established. And then he put that. Oh, on I it. got you. So they're already looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been having on a lot of like. We got that mock scraper, and then my uh, mineral site's like I don't know five yards from it, mm -hmm. and they'll like completely ignore the tree sometimes and just go straight to that mineral, like really? big bucks and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm, I'm trying sure. to get some feedback from people. Like I told everyone, I gave it to them. Like send me pictures, let me know how it works, stuff like that. I haven't really heard much, but yeah, uh, this guy my mom knows just shot a freaking giant, probably 160 inch deer. Really? Uh, like 20 yards from me, put it out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to, I'm going to see my grandparents tonight, I'll have to ask them, I, I, I'm sure they put some out, yeah. um, but I haven't talked to them much about that. Honestly, I don't think they've been seeing many deer in their backyard, I think there's too much construction around them. Right, yeah, there's a lot more houses there than there used to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, I think there's been probably four or five houses built in the past three or four years, yeah. right right around them, like all within a square mile. <laughs> yeah, pretty much just used to be a field and like yeah. one house. <laughs> yeah. Actually, people that used to go to school with my sister, he stopped by wherever my brother was building that house out there mm -hmm. just to see what was going on. Apparently, he hunted that growing up. Like, that was his pickle farm. Oh, yeah. And he said, I couldn't tell you how many turkeys I've shot exactly where your house is sitting. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. I guess that's kind of the downside of new construction. Yep. You take away somebody's hunting spot. Yeah. Forces everybody out more. Yep. I'm still thinking about, well, now I'm thinking about renting out my house. I'm tired of being there already. Really? Just the other people? And yeah. Just can't do what I want to do, really. I mean, I, I probably have one of the trashier looking houses just because I have wood, metal, yeah. boats, trailers. I mean, I got so much shit there that, and everybody else, I don't know how they live like that, but they have a vehicle and then like maybe a golf bag in the garage and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> how do you live like that? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't really have a lot of stuff, but I don't know. Like, building materials is one thing, just absolutely yeah. freaking garbage is another. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And plus, having to work through just one trash can rather than having a dumpster, because I used to have access to a dumpster mm -hmm. throughout the majority of the house, but in the last little bit, her parents had gotten rid of the dumpster, so I have to sort through things and put it in the trash a little bit at a time to get rid of it. That's irritating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the reason for months why I had stuff laying around the house. But, I mean, I'm working through that now. Like, I still got siding in my trash can. Oh, really? <laughs> Finished in June. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of building materials that were junk and left over. Get a little water. Right? Yeah, that's one thing I was wanting to talk to you about was, you ever tried yoga? Dude, I love yoga. When I pitched, yeah, that was the best. I, I just actually started taking it serious with 75 hard because mm -hmm. that's something that I can do in the house. I don't have any equipment. I don't really want to spend the money to go pay for a gym membership. Yeah. So I bought, I ended up buying a yoga mat and have been doing that like pretty much every day unless I can get access to something else to work out with. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, my back and knees, everything feel way better after that. Yeah. And I'd say the biggest struggle that I have is the tightness in my hips. I never even stretched that in my life. That's probably a good thing you're working that out. Because I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that hips are the silent killer because like you'll get you'll get so tight and stuff that like uh, arteries get pinched. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's the way to go. Out. Right. Yeah. I mean they're they were tight. Don't get me wrong. I see the people on the videos doing the stretches and I'm like I can't even get close to the floor and these people are laying flat on the floor doing this like yeah yeah I am I, I, I probably look like a crippled raccoon trying to crawl around on the floor but it helps. Yeah, that's me too I'm not the least bit flexible but it's definitely good that's yeah. I think when I was on the program I haven't done it in quite a while now just because like time sake but yeah after every workout I would finish with yoga and stretching mm -hmm. oh yeah because I had to be hot for it to like like yeah. be like real effective I forget what position it was. I think it was just where you have one leg out, one leg bent, like what you'd say, cross-legged, I guess, mm -hmm. like against your inner thigh, your foot would be. And you just like lean forward and let gravity pull you down. I was doing that and it, it was like a total day and night difference after that one stretch. Cause I felt my lower back or hips, whatever it was, just releasing out of pop forward a little bit at a time. It was like, 
just for like two or three minutes straight, whatever that called for on the video. And man, ever since then I've been doing it every night and I feel way better. There's this video called, I think it's called the Agile Eights, but it's basically all like yoga positions stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They're like real good for like your, I think your lower back and stuff. But yeah. I got from my chiropractor. It's on YouTube right now. I think it's called the Agile Eights. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, I don't have any lower back pain anymore. No. I used to hurt every freaking day. Yeah. And I just went away. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it's the diet, but... Yeah. yeah. The, the, the idea came from... Uh, it was actually a TikTok video, which is stupid. I hate that app. <laughs> I hate that app, too. <laughs> I, last week, offered Stacy $200 to delete it. Yeah. <laughs> permanently delete it, 200 bucks. <laughs> but uh, it was the stretching channel or whatever. And it was the pigeon pose. I didn't know what the hell it was called, but yeah. I started doing it fairly consistently, two or three times a week, and before the program or anything, I just started doing it right before bed, and it helped quite a bit. But now I see that's just like an entry to the whole world of all the hip stretches and everything, and right. I'm, yeah, I'm feeling way better. I think that's actually one of the agile ones is the pigeon pose. Yeah, it helps, but it's kind of awkward for me because I have to like lift my leg that's bent like not the one up on your leg mm -hmm. but i have to lift that one up because i can't reach to pull it necessarily yet right so if i reach to pull it then it's putting a ton of strain on my shoulders and then my whole body gets tense so it's right i guess i'm just in a weird phase of that but yeah, that's good stuff definitely something that i need to stick with yeah because my my outdoor workout has been uh riding my bike for 45 minutes and I can usually squeak in, it bounces between five and a half to seven and a half miles in 45 minutes, which is quite impressive. I, I thought that would take an hour or two hours, but right. if you just keep pedaling and don't ever, like, I never lift my feet off the pedals, like, I just keep pedaling in circles wherever I'm going. I mean, I've covered most of Warrington definitely by now, but yeah, yeah it, it's that's an enjoyable thing too, because I think if I tried to run for 45 minutes, my knees would give out <laughs> dude running is so hard on your body i don't know if we're even designed to really like maybe sprinting but like no like, not long distance no dude, <laughs> so much impact but yeah that's i did 75 hard in winter when there's snow on the ground so i just had that bike yeah. over there and it feels good too like you know that you just kept moving that mm -hmm. long yeah it's probably got three inches of dust on it now <laughs> yeah i well i've been bouncing around so there's three bicycles at the house i got my mountain bike, which it was out of commission for quite a while, and I didn't want to spend money on parts, but then I realized I don't have to buy the expensive parts, I can buy the cheap parts and make them work. Right. But and then there's Megan's mountain bike, and then the BMX bike that my dad and I built that he had won the frame in a racing, or like in a race whenever he was younger. Yeah. And that's like just a 24 inch like BMX bike, so it's a cruiser frame is what they call it. But I have recently broke something on all three of those within a week oh jeez so yeah I've, now I'm playing mechanic along in the evenings alongside of having to do an hour and a half of workouts and cooking and all this stuff so it's definitely tested me yeah that's I'll try not to take too much of your time because I know that stuff takes a a long ass time to get accomplished and it and it keeps you like thinking about it all day too like oh I gotta get this done I gotta get this done it's really like it will be hard to notice now because you're focused on all those tasks, but like when you're done and like you start 
opening up that time to like other stuff trying to accomplish, it's like boom, 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 boom. He just knocks stuff right out. And honestly, that's what my biggest motivator for doing it was. Was I was catching myself being lazy in the evenings and in the weekends and not accomplishing what I want to do. Like I still have all these thoughts in my head of what I want to do, where I want to go in life, and I just don't do it. I don't know what the hell it is, but I just don't do it. So I told myself I need to do this. I know it's going to be a complete pain in the ass time-wise for my schedule because I mean, if you're working ten-hour days, you got to drive an hour there and back. Right. I mean, you don't have much time in the evenings. But if you force yourself to do that, now whenever I'm done with the program, it'll be okay. Well, I did this much during this time. There's no excuse for me to not accomplish building whatever this is or finishing this project. I mean, right. I, there's no reason I won't be able to. Now I, I'm not going to let myself get the excuse of, oh, I don't have the time, because I had the time to do this, I would have time for something that truly benefits me financially, too. Exactly. Is, uh, like, the first thing you're trying to work on, like, the fabrication stuff whatnot, or is there something else you're trying to keep on first? Yeah, I want to focus more on the fabrication stuff, which, it's a struggle with having a, a normal-sized garage, not, like, shop. Right. But, I mean, I, there's no reason I couldn't build a 20-foot trailer out of my garage, stuff like that, like, Right. Which, what I've been running into, honestly, with fabrication is, you can't just take a normal project like a trailer and expect to make money on it anymore. Right. Like by the time you, by the time you um, have the, your time invested, have the money invested in new materials, if you have to do that, which is insane, you can't do that and make money. Right. There's just no way to make money on a simple project like that anymore. Like I. You have to go to the scrapyard and buy all the scrap material and make it look pretty to maybe make a couple hundred bucks. And by that time, you got 40 hours wrapped up to make a couple hundred bucks. I mean, right. how do you do that? <laughs> you got to get a lot more creative with it. Yeah, exactly. Specialty stuff and whatnot. I've had, a, I've had a brain block recently, which is really aggravating because I used to have a lot of ideas mm -hmm. whenever I would be working on the house, which I guess my mind's occupied doing something I have busy work to be doing but now that I'm sitting around I just have a mental block I can't right. can't think of something at the moment to be working on but it'll come to me I think which I heard this in an episode yesterday um, and I've heard it a million times throughout my life but whenever you don't know what to do just do something Agreed. that is the biggest thing that holds people back I think and it yeah. holds me back all the time Everyone waits for the perfect circumstances, the perfect scenario. They want to have it all planned out in their head, even though it's not going to go that way anyways. Oh, yeah. And they just sit around waiting for that perfect opportunity, and guess what? Never going to fucking happen. Yeah. Because there is never a perfect scenario. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone would sit around and wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's That was kind of me, but then again, I knew I was going to want to celebrate uh, at Andrew's wedding, because mm -hmm. I was the best man, and I... I knew, like, for sure I wanted to celebrate with them. Right. So I told myself all summer, which I'm kind of proud of this, I told myself all summer, I've been wanting to do this for a year, but um, had delayed it throughout the house because obviously I did not have time. I don't care what anybody says. There's no time for building a house, working full-time, and then doing this, too. Yeah. Not going to happen, unless you want to fall asleep while driving on the way to work. But um, I told myself after Andrew's wedding that Monday, I'm starting it, and I did. I did start it, and now that's, like, another thing that keeps me super motivated, like, I want to prove what Andy says wrong, how, oh, I'm going to start Monday, I'm going to start Monday. I completely get that. I understand yeah. it. So, like, one of my first podcasts, actually, I was talking about, because I did the same thing, uh, working, it was deer season, and we were finishing up my parents' house, mm -hmm. and so I was like, once deer season's over, I'm going to start, and yeah. on that podcast, I was talking about the same thing, like, 
while I agree, like, start now mentality is probably the best in most scenarios. I yeah. think there's a lot of power in being able to, like, set, because, like, take it from, like, a business standpoint or something like that. You can't always do everything right now. So yeah. if you have the power to say, at this point, I'm going to do this, and then you actually follow through on it, there's, yeah. you're unstoppable. In this day and age, there's something said to be a man of your word. Right. And that doesn't happen very often. So if I, I it makes me feel great. It gives me confidence just being able to say, I'm going to do that that Monday. I'm starting that Monday, and I did, and I'm still on it. So. Yeah. What day are you on now? I, I try to not count on this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I just have the pictures in my phone yeah. on, on uh, Snapchat uh, memories. I just save it every day, and I'd have to look. I'm, I'm probably on 16 or 17, I guess, by now, maybe higher than that. But I'm also one of those people. If I can't pay attention to the progress, mm -hmm. I just have to keep doing my routine. And then Absolutely. obviously have checkpoints. Like now that you say that after this, I'm probably gonna look at having pictures of that to see, yeah. which it's a good thing. You should know where you're at. But for me, it's easier mentally just to keep doing my routine and knowing what I can and cannot do. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know how people keep track of every little thing like that. I, I, that drives me insane, honestly. Oh yeah, no, you just gotta keep rolling with it. Yeah. Because, like, if, I think that was a big deal on working on the house, too. Like, if I kept track of trying to know how long everything is going to take to finish the house, I would have been spending more time thinking about it than doing it. So exactly. I just had to hop on it and do what the task at hand was and work on that. And then after you get halfway through that task, the next task presents itself. Yeah. Well, one thing I did want to ask you about. Yeah. So I've never really said this to you, I don't think, but, like, my, like my entire family like genuinely like respects the fuck out of your dad for like his work ethic and they know how hard he's always worked for you guys and like tearing his body apart and whatnot to like support y'all growing up and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I was just wondering if like uh, if you contribute like any of like how hard your work ethic because like other than me you're probably got one of the best work ethics out of anyone I know and like determination hard work and all that is like I don't feel like it <laughs> how much of that you think comes from him and how much you kind of develop on your own um I I would not be where I'm at right now if I didn't see my dad's work ethic growing up that's for sure and seeing he was always an advocate which I've heard this on the show which it completely clicked for me like you you're your parents, they should be open about their downfalls mm -hmm. for you to learn from. And one of the biggest things in 08 that is still the number one thought that comes to my head when I think of working a day job and just barely scraping by, living paycheck to paycheck, that burns me internally because when we lost the property up north in 08, mm -hmm. we we're, were on the verge of selling our house too. Like we couldn't, we couldn't afford to live anymore. Yeah just no more like we don't have money like that's on the bottom line and my parents sat all of us down and it's the best thing they ever did for me they sat us down and just laid it all out on the line like this is why we got to this point this is why we're more likely going to lose the house we've all dad's worked his ass off continuously just non-stop and breaking down his body just everything like that I mean gave it all for us to have a happy life and we're still at this point, so you guys have to do something different. Jeez. So, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, what was I? I was, I was nine years old when that happened. Yeah, and they're telling me financially what where they're at in life. I mean, not many parents probably do that. Yeah. And that was the best thing they ever did for me. Yeah, I was scared to shoot out a little bit too. Yeah, and then, like, 
nothing against what my parents have done. They've given us three kids a great life, obviously. But my main thought is I, I can't work a day job the rest of my life and live paycheck to paycheck because I saw how much pain that put my whole family through. Yeah, and uh, a little bit of that fear. Yeah, constantly in the back of your mind. Yeah, and like obviously my dad works his ass off and still does. I mean, like I I fear for him. Like I want him to go and enjoy life because it's hard for right. me to pry him away from work. Which you have to have kind of, you have to have both sides of that. But um, yeah, work ethic definitely came from him. I, it's work to get him to go enjoy himself. Right. That's awesome. But yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind that all of my work ethic came from seeing what he does. I mean, he lived it by example. So, right. yeah, it's definitely definitely one of those things that will always stick with me is his work ethic and still saying that he's not happy with where he's at. And the reason he's at where he is is because he didn't take the risk or the jump and work towards something else. He's like, I should have, he's like, I've made, I've probably made eight to 10 millionaires in my life off of my work. That's yeah. kind of a hard pill to swallow, and to be able to admit that to your kids, that takes a man. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing, too, just always very honest and, like, truthful yeah. about everything. But the, on top of the hard work is something I've always kind of admired about him. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where that came from, but he's got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it probably came from my grandpa, because my grandpa's the same way. Right. But, yeah. It's amazing what little what little things in life can stick with you throughout the whole time. And I still think about it definitely weekly, if not daily. Okay. I think about it and it just drives me insane now to see that it feels like I'm on that path, but then again, I'm a little bit further ahead than a lot of people our age. So I think it's starting to show, but not all good things happen real quick. It's, yeah, it's yeah, good. I walk around that. every day with that guy on each one of my shoulders, this one saying you're doing the right thing, this one saying you're a fucking loser. Like I wake up with yeah. that every freaking morning. Like most mornings I wake up with this guy first going, you're the biggest piece of shit on the face of the earth and you're such a fucking loser and you haven't yeah. done shit with your life. But I think that's kind of what fuels me to like yeah. keep going. Well, you're you're obviously building an incredible foundation for your later life. Like, I hope so. Because you are, I mean, there's no doubt. Both of us just having this mindset is light years ahead of a lot of so successful people we know. That's what I was talking about when I was up hunting last week, talking to my mom, like, I was pissed. Like, I just woke up and I was fucking irritated. I'm like, where the fuck are the winners at? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sick of dealing with these pansy-ass loser motherfuckers. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is so rare. Like, Travis is probably, like, one of the only other people I know. And, like, Dylan does towards, like, his... Uh, competition stuff but yeah like as far as like wanting to like all aspects of life like you and me it's kind of funny we freaking grew up together but yeah. like the only other person that's like that is you and so it's just so freaking irritating because like especially our schedules are so different it's hard to like get yeah. around each other very often anymore but like i'm just not surrounded with like-minded people it drives me yeah. a freaking wall like, i hate the loser victim mentality yeah, and like the more you pay attention to it, the more you see it for sure. Like, yeah. we're, we're both probably surrounded by it at work, especially. And I mean, you see people at work more than you see the people that you love. Exactly. Like, you spend more time around them down here. So, yeah, it's it's aggravating to, uh, aggravating to see that. And they're all playing victim and all this stuff. And it's like, I could tell you how to fix it, but you're not going to listen. You're not ready to listen. Right. 
I need to focus on myself anyways and prove that what I'm doing is going to work anyways before I can tell anybody else to do their stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing too. I almost feel like a little bit of a fraud sometimes people asking my advice because oh, yeah. like I've accomplished some stuff, but I'm not like, I don't know if you've heard that Matthew McConaughey speech where he's like, someone asked me who my hero is, who my hero is, and he said it's me in 10 years. Yeah. And so like, I walk around with that, like, I don't know, ask that guy, because yeah. I'm not there yet. Yeah, that was, that was definitely moving when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's, yeah. that's pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I know you got a busy freaking day and whatnot, the last thing I want to ask you is like, what goals you have uh, moving forward, like the outdoors, like hunting, fishing, and all that. Well, I had set a goal this season, which I, it's still very possible, but I would like to get five animals, preferably three deer and two turkeys. But that means I'm going to have to really do some hefty bow hunting this late season. Yeah. I mean, whether it be five deer, that'd be great because I finally got myself a big freezer and I want to eat deer right. for the majority of the year. I hate buying meat. Me too. But then fishing-wise, I just got to get out there more. I feel like I forgot how to fish. Yeah, it's me too. I got to stop letting things get in the way of what I... I let so many things get in the way of the time that... I could be spending doing what I truly enjoy. Right. And it, I just gotta learn how to say no to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. That, that's one of the biggest problems for me is like the balance between, uh, I'd say money and the outdoors are like my two yeah. constant drivers. And then like the health kind of like allows me to do those things. Yeah. So like the constant battle between like making money and spending time in the outdoors, like yeah. I totally relate to that. It's a, it's a hard balance because seems like if you never have enough money, then yes. you never have enough time in the outdoors either. Exactly. Yeah. That's that whole time and money thing. Like, yeah. It's usually one or the other. It's hard to find that balance. Yeah. Definitely. That's, uh, it'll be a struggle that we may never figure out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta keep this going. Yeah. Gotta have something to work towards. Yeah. I'm excited to get, I'm, I'm planning on probably like February or March again, getting back down to Florida. Yeah. Just trying to target some different species and stuff. That was cool. Yeah, that's what, so like, one would have been enough happening, but like, my my goals for this year were peacock, to catch pe peacock bass, um, and I was going to do a mule deer hunt, but that didn't end up working out, and then trapping, I'm trying to get a great fox. But, oh, oh, yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. I haven't trapped in years, but I would love to. Yeah, I went, I, I wouldn't say hard, but I spent a decent amount of time doing it last year. Yeah. I caught a little bit of everything. It's just like... The one main thing out of Missouri that I haven't got is a great fox. So I'm trying to do that this year. <laughs> Probably shouldn't talk about this, but I guarantee I've trapped something that you haven't trapped. What's that? It was by accident, not illegal. <laughs> I caught two flying squirrels in my parents' backyard. Really? Yes. Huh. Like, I guess they're nocturnal in Missouri, so we don't ever see them. I didn't know they were around, but I caught two of them in a dog-proof trap. <laughs> What'd you have in it? I think I just sprinkled some corn in there or something. Huh. That's two, wild. Two of them, though. I'm like, who would have thought? Yeah, that's wild. Like, I truly thought... They're small? I've never seen yeah, them. Yeah, they're really small. I, I would have liked to get one mounted, but I don't think you're supposed to kill them. I don't even know. <laughs> I really didn't know we had them. Exactly. Most people know because they're completely nocturnal. They don't do anything during the day. Huh. I don't know that much about them because I don't think there's much research done on them because most people don't even know that they're a thing. Right. <laughs> Wow. Right? 
Yeah, I pulled it out of the trap. Like, what the hell is this? I thought it was a mouse. Yeah. And it spread its arms out. It's got the flaps in between <laughs> the legs. Like, what the hell? <laughs> whose whose pet got loose? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one trapping situation that I would have never expected. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. So I'll turn it off. Wrap it up. Yeah. Any final words? Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Uh, if you don't know what to do, do something. I like that. <laughs>